Welcome to the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud when this season starts. So I guess I assume they get, they'll have the game on tomorrow night in which we are previewing the West Tigers versus the Warriors. Footy is back. How good. It's, fellas, I'm just so excited to watch West Tigers footy, watch some young kids go around. Uh, give us a follow at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Support us and take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. And shout out to all our uh, viewers on YouTube tuning in and on Facebook. Um, yeah, like while you're there, subscribe, like, tell your friends to come watch. And uh, all our stuff, link to all our stuff is in the description uh, of this episode and also on the profile of any of our social. So it'll take you to our little link tree, just like the uh, all the uh, OnlyFans models use on Instagram. We've got our own. No OnlyFans yet. We'll work on that. But uh, one man that could have an OnlyFans and a very popular one, Rob Bashara. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> Excellent, my friend. How are you, boys? Uh, hello, listeners. Hope everyone's well. One more, one more sleep. Can't wait. Cannot wait. As... How pumped are you for some uh, West Tigers footy? G'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, listeners. Yeah, I'm very pumped. It's been a long time coming. Obviously, it's been a very long off-season. We're still obviously not at the season proper yet, but just to see our boys running around in our jerseys again, nothing better. Yeah, it's uh, cannot cannot wait to get into it. Um a few, a few things to talk about tonight. Our Wednesday night shows, now Wednesdays, obviously, you obviously know that if you're listening to this live or listening to it on uh, Thursday morning when it goes on the audio stream, obviously we'll notice that it is going up a day earlier. So Wednesdays for us now. Uh, and yeah, so we'll try and keep these ones brief, our, our preview shows. So we'll do our, the best we can. To do that, uh, we'll get through some news and that sort of thing as well. So first up, I'm sorry we have to do this, but this guy, Mitchell Moses, just when we thought, well, we didn't think it'd be over, but he uh, stuck his head in front of some cameras and yeah, decided to speak about how basically he hasn't made a decision yet and that sort of thing. Uh Rob, did you see? I've actually cut up little clips of his uh, his interview to play as I try to find those. Uh, what did you make of the interview from Mitch? And can you psychoanalyze what he was thinking as he was getting his way through that? Uh, look, I'll try my best. Uh, I saw it on Channel Nine last night. I was, I, I guess, the only pleasant surprise, whether he's telling the truth or not is that he's still deliberating about it or i think originally he actually said i haven't thought about it but the, that he will make a decision uh prior to the start of the season and that it was going to be the toughest decision of his career i just feel like he's trying to extract a bit more money from Parramatta myself i don't really unless the carrot is ridiculously good like if the difference is so much between Parramatta's offer and ours then obviously we'd still be a hope but you know i don't want to get my hopes up i still think he's going to stay at Parramatta, but I, I really haven't got a clue which way he's going to go. I, I just think with Mitch, when he left our club, he didn't establish himself straight away at Parramatta. It took him two or three years to sort of, you know, become the halfback that he is. So 
he probably doesn't want to go through that again because when he got to Parramatta, they had a good forward pack and a decent back line. So uh, I don't know. I, I, and I don't think Parramatta would want to let him go as well. So if if the gun's at their head, they might release someone else or do something different to try and keep him. So not 100% sure, but I, you know, we'll just see how, how it plays out. Right. So I've got a few clips. So you mentioned the Channel 9 interview. I don't think the Channel 9... Uh, used any of these clips or maybe some of them, but a few few speaking points, I've cut them up. So I'll play the first one. Sure. Uh, it's with my management at the moment, so um, I've left it up to them, got full faith in them that they, um, when the time's right, they'll, they'll tell me so. <clears throat> well, hopefully before the season, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully it's sorted before the season, but it's, it's with them now, so. So this was repeated a lot. I only cut a little bit of it, but he did basically say it's with management, and they're handling. They're with it's with manager. They're handling. It's just basically passing the buck, saying it's almost like it's all. He did say someone did one of the journos did press him and said, "Do you have any say?" He's like, "Yeah, of course I have a say." But the manager manager's looking after it. I'm looking after footy and that sort of thing. But as it has to be somewhat of a distraction, a to him and. The eels, not that I care about the Parramatta eels. I hope it is a distraction for them and it uh, ruins their season. But yeah, how how much of that do you believe that it's all like? Surely it has to have some sort of like, even if it's five percent of his brain when he's at training, has to have some sort of effect. Surely, not that we're elite athletes that can relate to it, but especially that salary. But what do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know. I, I reckon it'd be on his mind a little bit, but I I do think that he'd be focusing on the job at hand. Obviously, Para coming off that grand final loss um, last season. Dylan Brown himself um, said as well today, I think something along the lines of hoping Mitch stays and believing that having just been in a grand final would convince him to stay and to try and get back there again. But like Rob said, they've lost a lot of players. Um, their forward pack is probably about half maybe not a little bit better than half as good as what it was last year, but yeah. And as for him having a say, I think he has more than a say because ultimately the final decision comes down to him. His manager's not going to be the one to say, okay, Mitch is going to go to the Tigers. Um, whether he likes it or not, it, it'll, it'll yeah. be him, his decision for sure. So, um, yeah, so I, the, yeah. fact that, the fact that he said that it's in his manager's hands and I know like we're really, you know, trying to psychoanalyze it and trying to think of what's going on. But if it's in his, his management's hands, we've made our offer. Our offer's final. Okay, we've gone as high as we can. If he wanted that, he could accept that straight away. So if it's in his management's hands, his management are trying to get more money from Para. That's yeah, that's the task. He's, that's, that's the task he's left them with. So that's that's how I read it. I could be totally wrong, but that's that is the most logical sense to me if he's talking about going to a team that's got more chance of winning a premiership i'm not saying like you know we're going to make the finals and and kick everyone's ass or anything but we are certainly on the way up and as aaron said they've lost four key forwards they've lost their hooker marnie they've lost uh nia Kore, they've lost papaliti to us they've lost oregon kafusi you know they've lost uh Opechik to england in the back line there. So they've lost, they haven't really replaced them with great players. What Josh Hodgson, who, who was a shadow of himself the last couple of years, that's really the only, only sort of notable signing to me. So I'm not saying we're better than them, but we're certainly much more on the up than they are. 
So if he really wants to win a premiership, and with all the talk of the you know talent we've got coming through our junior ranks, he'd come to us. But so I, I don't believe this stuff about where he's most likely to win a premiership crap. Well, it's funny you say that, Rob, because the next clip I'm going to play you. Uh, yeah, let's try and psychoanalyze that bit. Did it come through nice and clear before? You could, you could. Yeah, hear certainly did. Mitch yeah. Sweet. Okay, here's, here's the next, uh, next part, which pretty much is bang on what you're talking about there, Rob. Um, oh, I think I think everyone's coming pretty excited. I guess uh, we know that we can, you know, mix it with the best, and obviously having um, some players leave us and some new players come in, we're excited about that. Uh, we've we've added some pretty good players into our squad and uh, obviously lost a fair few good players as well. So uh, it's been a good challenge for us this preseason. Uh, yeah, everyone's coming excited and ready to go, I guess. And uh, one. Of the- so we've lost a lot of good players, is what I took out of that. Exactly what you just said, Rob. And it's not like he said, and then replace them with really good, like good players. He's. Is there, and he's like, oh, we're really excited, really excited. Every every player going into every season of the history of rugby league talks like that, or any sport, any professional sport, really. So, Rob, to just kind of continue on what you're saying, do you reckon part of him in the back of his mind be thinking, like, maybe the West Tigers are, like, at least on uh, give him an equal chance at winning a premiership and be on more money? I think so. The The only downside from the only downside from looking at us is I could be wrong, but I would say Appy's only got a couple of years left. You know, Bateman's got a three-year deal and he's, you know, sort of on the older side. Uh, really, Papali, he's the only young guy. Clemmer's, Clemmer's, you know, getting up there in age. So he yeah. probably thinks there's a few guys in two or three years that won't be there. But I still think we're going to have other guys coming through. But, um, yeah, look, their their team isn't close to what it was last year. So um, the only thing I, I guess from his excitement, I guess when you've had your ass kicked in a grand final, you're, you're pretty pumped up and motivated to, you know, try and prove a point the following year. Like I don't think it was Moses' fault in the grand final, but they just got smashed and he was non-existent. So I, I think Parramatta's got a lot to prove, but they're missing so many of those guys that were part of that team, and they're, and they're not just like sort of pawns of the team they're like players with massive impact and and you know like can really change a game so yeah i I don't know where his head's at but most players are generally in it for the money so you kind of hope that with the money and then you know playing probably in the halves with his best mate as i play this clip next clip i swear to god i haven't played these to rob so listen to the next clip it's well, see, that, mean, that, that means what you're playing is what I heard on Channel 9 because it was a pretty, it was like a two minute clip. Okay. Does he mention Brooksy on Channel 9? I'm sure, I'm sure he something, or maybe, maybe Brooksy mentioned something. I'm not sure, but yeah. Okay. Heard, so I've here's heard, a clip from one of them. Here's a clip where he's talking about Brooksy. I don't know. We, we speak all the time. So uh, I don't know what he was talking about when he was into my ear. So um, no, we speak all the time. Me, me and Brooksy are really close. And, We've got a great relationship. I've known him since I was, you know, 10 years old. So uh, he's one of my best mates. So. As, like, that's, as a West Tigers fan, like, he's hinting there that he would like to play. He doesn't say it, but I don't know. We're, 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 we're very, as we've used this word, this will be the third time we've used this word, but psychoanalyzing. Uh, but playing, 
more money playing for your best mate on a team that's on the up. Like, yeah, he goes he goes on to mention as well that he and Brooksy have known each other since they were ten years old. So yeah, they, he didn't and, have to say that. And they're what? Um, getting closer to thirty now. I think they're probably around the twenty-seven, twenty-eight-year-old. Yeah, twenty-seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that's a long time to have known each other and to be mates. And obviously, we saw the um, footage of them at the Sydney Smash at the SCG in the Big Bash. Yep. He mentions that back. too. I cut that. I cut that bit out. Yeah, she does mention that. Yeah. I didn't actually hear that part, but in what I yeah. heard, but yeah. So, um, I mean, there's probably that want there to rebuild that connection with Brooksy because even though we didn't make finals while he was here, they they were still a pretty solid pair. I feel like they were playing in the opposite positions to how they to what they should have been, and if they were playing in the opposite positions, there might have been some success for that um that Tigers team around that time, but. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to really say. I I do think he wants to play with Brooksy, but obviously he's been at Para for what nearly a good nearly a full four or five years now, um, and obviously he's formed a combination with um, Brownie there in that time as well. They had that year, um, the year after he arrived, where they won the spoon, but they've made finals every year since. And um, I agree with what Mitch has just commented his goal kicking alone would be super yeah. valuable to us because we've we've had issues in that regard as well so there are so many reasons why he'd be of a benefit to us and um yeah nathan's has commented on youtube rob that he just thinks i've seen this comment a lot and i mean it could well be true everyone thinks that he's pretty much just trying to push para's price up a bit but para is basically They've they've stuck solid on their offer, haven't they? I don't think the the word is they haven't budged. Well, they might not have budged, but I mean, if his management goes back to Parramatta and says, "Look, unless you guys, you know, give us a few more dollars, we're leaving." I mean, that that puts a lot of pressure on Parramatta, and and Parramatta has already you know signed a, a really long term deal with their five eight Dylan Brown, so they've forked out a lot of money already. They've had to release players because they couldn't keep them because a lot of those players that have left demanded more money because they did get them on a good price originally. So they're trying to do the right thing and, and not trying to fall into the, into the trap of what we've done in the past in terms of paying overs and then suffering in other positions. So, uh, look, it's just going to be a tricky one. I, I don't think we're going to find out for another couple of weeks. Mm. So, I don't know, maybe he wants to announce whichever club he's going to that, uh, you know, he, he does it so there's a bit of momentum going with that signing instead of, having all the pressure build up. I'm really not sure, but I guess the worst scenario, well, not the absolute worst scenario, but if he's not coming immediately, I mean, we take him for 2024, wouldn't we? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, but I mean, there has been talks that he might even join straight away, which looks highly unlikely to me. It, it, it'd mm. throw it's them too, out. Too soon. I mean, yeah, he joined, he joined them mid-season, I guess. No, but... you're right. I agree. So, uh, no, Galaxy, how it plays Galaxy, out. Galaxy footy commented, um, whether he signs at night, it's, it's po uh, painful for para fans. And I almost feel sorry for him. Almost. But it's Parramatta. Almost. So don't give a shit. We look forward to another year with our major sponsor, Wes Ashfield from the Holman Barnes Group. The new umbrella brand acknowledges their 22 years of partnership with our beloved West Tigers and is named after leg legendary Keith Holman and Keith Barnes, 
who were included in the list of the nation's finest footballers of the 20th century and both admitted into the Australian Rugby League Hall of Fame. Uh, visit any of their three venues, West Ashfield, Croydon Sports or Markets Club, to enjoy all your favourite games from the home of the West Tigers. For more information, visit their website, holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. H-O-L-M-A-N-B-A-R-N-E-S Group. Matthew asked on Facebook, do you reckon he's worth 1.4 mil a year? Is that figure roughly on the mark of what you've heard, Rob? We, we yeah. kind of touched it, we won't touch on it too much, but because yeah. we kind of, we kind of, we, we talked about this on Monday a bit too, on Monday's show. So, yeah. um, I've heard 7 million for five years, Josh. Yeah, seven uh, divided by and, five. And I, and I think it, and I think it is paying overs. I definitely think it's paying overs, but yeah. if he's the guy you identify as, the main piece to having premiership success and having a good team for the next few years. Like I said on Monday night, I don't mind paying overs for a really good player. I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to pay that sort of money for a, a fringe halfback or, you know, like at least he's made a grand final. Now he knows what it's like. He's, he's on the yeah. borderline. I mean, he's played some rep footy. So, you know, I, it's, it is too much. Like let's face it. When the Roosters got Cronk a few years ago, he was on a million a year, although there, there were probably some, paper bags with some cash in them but yeah. you know i mean he's, he's not he's not in cronk's sort of class but yeah he's as good as what there is on the market so and if the club wants to do that you know i've got no problem with it if especially if they think the halfback is the last sort of frontier the last part of our puzzle that we need to to get you know fitting in to make it all work a couple i've seen a couple of people say is he really worth more than nathan cleary well no well, he's not he's not but it's not Nathan Cleary. Of course, we'd buy Nathan Cleary if we could buy Nathan Cleary. We can't buy Nathan Cleary. Uh, they use another player. Uh, Munster was the other example. We tried to buy Munster. We couldn't buy Munster. So, obviously, like, we're going to throw the money uh, at someone. Obviously, you'd pick Cleary over Moses, but Cleary's not leaving the Panthers. So, we need an elite halfback. Yes, we're probably taking, what, the third or I don't know. Everyone would rank him differently, but he's top five. You have to say he's a top five. Yeah, that Conser- yeah conservatively. So, yep. um, yeah. So, uh, all right. Enough of Mitch's face on our screens. Let's get into the West Tigers themselves. And I will bring up the team list for tomorrow night's game. So, 6 p.m. over in Auckland against the Warriors. So, no, um, well, I wouldn't say no first graders. There are definitely plenty. Uh, yeah, plenty in there. But obviously, the big, big names. Am I offending anyone by saying big names? But here's here's a team list. I'll let everyone. Uh... So Charlie Staines at fullback, wingers Junior Tupu and uh, Liam Scalari, uh, Asu Kepaoa and Tommy Talau in the centres. Halves are Tristan Riley and uh, Brandon Wakeham. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the backs for now. Uh, as who are you most uh, excited to watch play in that group in the back? I'm line? looking forward to see Tommy Talau back out there. He obviously didn't play at all during 2022 since he suffered that um, that double injury in the last round of 2021. Um, so it's it's good. I think it's good to see him back out there, give him, give him a chance to... Uh, get the legs going, uh, have a run around. He's probably the one I'm most looking forward to. Um, secondly, I mentioned Tristan Riley as potential breakout. Um, 
on Monday night. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do as well. And what about you, Roberto? Yeah, I, I'd forgotten about Junior Tupu. Um, that's one guy who's got enough talent, you know, to do, you know, to make it into first grade. If he like, he was very raw last year, but he had yeah. a couple of really, you know, good, like a, you know, flying leap, catching the ball and what have you, scoring a couple of nice tries. So uh, I'm looking forward to him. And obviously, we need guys like Charlie Staines to play well. Like Charlie Staines obviously wants the fullback position. He he's actually always wanted to play fullback. Period. So even if he doesn't break into that first grade team, as I said Monday night, if we can get guys like Staines and Tupu or whatever playing good games, it's just going to put pressure on the first graders to perform. So um, we need these guys to have big games. Uh, and obviously, I, I go with what uh, Aaron said there as well. Uh, I would think Talau is going to start the year. So they're obviously trying to get a game under his belt. But yeah. I'd, expect, I'd expect Talau in that second trial to partner Naden. So, um, and, you know, even Brandon Wakem, let's hope he plays well because if one of our halves goes down, we, we need mm. him to come in and do a job. So, yep. yeah, look, looking forward to seeing all of them play. The only, you know, we'll get onto it later, but I'm just not sure. Uh, like most trials to me are just, you know, a training session and uh, basically not getting injured. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't really sure. play too expansive or, or you know, uh, show everyone what you're planning to do. So I'm just curious to see, are we going to, Throw the throw the ball around like we profess we're going to do, or if it's, is it just mm. going to be getting the boys match fit? So yeah, interesting to see what happens. Yeah, majority of this team will be the Magpies New South Wales Cup team to start with. Apart from Tommy, uh, you mentioned Junior Tupo, Tupo or Tupu? What does he go by? Good question. I think it would be Tupu. Tupu, yeah. Um, he was opposing so the opposing uh, scrimmage at the open uh, fan fan day at Zurich Centre, he was opposing Noffa and he absolutely burned Noffa for a try down the sideline wow. um, right, in, right in front of me. Yeah, he... Nice. Yeah, I, I rate Tupo. Tupo, Tupu, um, whatever his name. We'll definitely learn his name soon enough because I think, yeah, I, really, I thought, like you said, he's very raw, but... Um, yeah, he's got, he's got the physique. He's got the modern day outside back physique. You yeah. know that, that tall, strong sort of physique. So, yeah, if he, if you can just understand the game a bit better and and get positionally better, like he's got to try and force his way in. All right, moving on to the forwards. Come on, old slideshow, move along. Yeah, there there we go. Forwards: Stefano, uh, Utoi, Kamanu. That's. I said there were no stars. I lied. He, I would class him as one of our star <laughs> players. Jake Simkin at nine. Um, obviously, Jake's already played a lot of uh, first grade as well. Atasi James, the other front rower. And in the back row, Brandon Tumuth and Fanua Pole, two guys. And Justin Matamua at the, in the 13. Three guys right there. Well, throw in Stefano. Um, this, yeah, a lot of, a lot of future in this uh in this pack as like a lot of a lot of guys basically yeah we'll be banking on like we mentioned when we're talking about Moses how Clem is going to move on and uh the four pack a few of the forwards and that sort of thing uh as they get older and move on yeah these guys yeah could be the future mm-hmm. um yeah Stefano's obviously a big one to be back in there Jake Simpkins obviously going to be fighting um, for that potential bench hooker spot behind Appy. And um, I'm excited to see more of Fanua 
because we basically got the entree of him in the um, latter third of last season. And yep. this year, we'll get the main course. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how he's improved his game um, over the offseason and under the tutelage of Faz and Benj. So there's a lot of excitement there in that forward pack. Um, obviously, some young some young guys, all, pretty much all of them. But it's going to be going to be good to watch, see how well they go, uh, see what problems they can cause for the, the Warriors' defense. Yeah, the thing about Pole uh, and Matamua, I guess, too, we saw them play amongst... Like, it's very different watching them play amongst a team of, like, with all respect to the guys that were in first grade late last year, but with our injuries, they essentially were second graders. So I am keen to see those guys playing in our new look, maybe coming off the bench or something with our new improved starting side in the NRL as well, because it always you get a better read um, and better players around you obviously lift you up a little bit. So they're obviously still pretty raw and very, very young. But, yeah, keen as to see them. What about you, Roberto? Oh, Josh, I'm keen to see all of them. I've, I've actually never seen James play. So looking forward to seeing what he's got yeah. to offer. Um, obviously, I'm hoping Steph and uh, Jakey Simkin have overcome their injuries. I, I think Jake Simkin, when we played Parramatta last year in our in our first win of the year, he was outstanding up until yeah. that, that injury, and he never really came back the same. So I'm really hoping Simkin and Steph are back. Uh, got to chat with Robbie Farrell on Saturday for a couple of minutes, and I kind of asked him out of the non, you know, out of the players that aren't automatic first graders, uh, who should I look out for? And he said Brandon Brandon Tumuth. So really looking forward to seeing how he goes because he reckons he's had a massive off season. So look, everyone's going to be pushing for a first grade spot. So and obviously Matamua, like we saw, he's got a lot of raw talent. Polo just looked like a natural first grader. Um, so yeah, just really keen to see all of them play. But as I said, I'm not sure if we're just going to keep it pretty simple tomorrow night or. or you know, everyone's going to get a run, like the, the bench is going to get a run or what's going on. But, yeah, it'll just be good to see the boys uh, play. And, and like I said, hopefully no one gets injured. That's the most important thing. 100%, yeah. Come come back to Australia in one piece. Uh, a bench, obviously, been a trial. There are four, what, what is there? If I count, quick count, 11, 11, 11 people on the bench. Um, apologies to all these players and their families if I pronounce their name wrong I've already probably got a couple of our players uh, incorrect, obviously having not heard them, only read their names most of the time. So uh, on the 14 to 17, we've got Jareem Abula, Jordan Hill, Trey Penny, Josh Felity, and then further reserves, Christopher Fagutu, Sione Vehu, Zane Camro, Sione Fainu, Rua, no, how do you pronounce his last name? Does anyone know? Nikora? Nikora? I think you pronounce it Junior Cheese. Junior Cheese, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex Safarf, he's in the 23 jersey because he's basically our Michael Jordan. And Tanis <laughs> Sukar in the Kobe Bryant 24. Uh, as I think of those names, I think we're all probably got the same answer. Uh, we've been waiting since the trial. Against was it Manly last year at Gosling? Yeah. When he got our hopes up. Uh yeah, Rua. He's probably my pick of that bunch that I want to really want to see play. What about you? 
Yeah, mine too. Um, it was really disappointing because I think it was only a couple of weeks after that trial where he ended up doing his ACL. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, it was unfortunate that he never really got the chance to be a part of our team last season because I think they were elevating him to the top 30 or um, they were going to before he got injured. Or maybe they had just done that before he got injured. I don't remember exactly, but he was he was around that mark. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him get another run. I think the, the one thing I remember is he tried a few too many dummy half scoots in that trial against Manly and it became very predictable. So I yeah. hope he's, um, he's got a little bit more to his game than that and we get to see exactly what he's got to offer because obviously he's going to be fighting against Jakey um, for that bench hooker um, utility spot mm. and that's going to be a bit of a battle there um, over the rest of the preseason. Rob, you mentioned Robbie Farrah before. He When we spoke to Robbie... Uh, last preseason, he mentioned Rua back then. That's where you, he called him the uh, the mini cheese as well. So Robbie's got big raps on him too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And um, look, I, he got injured uh, playing in the World Cup, you know, a few months ago. And I think he was playing for Cook Islands from memory. Uh, his last game wasn't a great game, to be fair, but he did get injured late in the game and um, had to be taken off in the second half. I just hope he's recovered fully from there. As Aaron says, he really loves to go from dummy half, probably a little bit too much, a bit like New Brown when he's in the red zone, although New Brown's got <laughs> quite a few tries to, to show for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But look, I, th- I think the thing with, with Rua is if he can really develop that dummy half game, I mean, if you had a choice between Jake Simpkin and, and Rua and one bloke can only play hooker, the other bloke can play hooker or, or you know, like a, a lock forward mm. sort of role. I mean, you're going to take the bloke that's got, you know, two positions covered. So it's really important for him to to play well. And, and that's what I'm saying. We're, we're going to possibly have three blokes, you know, three hookers that'll do a job. So everyone's just going to be pushing each other. And I just think it's really exciting. If we stay really healthy, there, there's good things to look forward to. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Warriors side brought up on the screen here. Uh, I won't bother reading every single one. A, there's a lot of really hard to pronounce ones, but uh, yeah, we're already at half an hour. I promised 40 minutes. I, I shouldn't have made that promise at the start of the show, Rob. Uh, okay. Any names in there? It looks like the Warriors have named a not so strong side. Uh, old mate Tamare Martin uh, at halfback. He obviously former West Tiger. He played. Did he play first grade for us, or he was? Is he debut for us, or did we? Was it Holden Cup? I I actually can't remember, but I I remember we had to let him let him go over a paltry figure as well. Like we could have kept him for I think seventy five or eighty thousand yeah. at the time. We had to let him go, and then like he's played he played great after he left, but unfortunately he copped that uh, really bad injury that had uh, bleeding on the brain. So he's actually, you know, taking a big risk playing rugby league again. But he did a good job for the Broncos last year at fullback. He, he played quite a bit of fullback there. So, uh, and he was safe as a bank. Although he looks like he's playing in the halves tomorrow night. And the name on the bench, Isaiah Vangana. Is he related? I should have googled this before I went on air. But is he related to Nigel? No idea. Hmm. Someone, someone, let us in the, know in the chat. Is does anyone know if he's he'd be old enough, Nigel Vangana? Be old, yeah, he'd be old enough to be his son, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, Around the yeah. two thousand mark, yeah. Any any names for the Warriors there? As I mean, 
when when it comes to the regular season, we'll say who terrifies us, but it's a trial. Just it's, it's, don't really fear anyone in the trial. If we lose, like if we lose, who cares? But I don't know. Any names sticking out there for you? I mean, they've still named a, a solid amount of NRL experience of their own. Probably the one that, um, if this was a regular season game, out of that whole team list, Bunty Afoa would probably be yeah, one of the ones that scares me the most, yeah. um, being the fact that he's a pretty solid first grader. He's a, he's a big boy and um, he's got a good ability to bump, bump players off. And with some of our young forwards there, that's potentially what he'd be looking to do, um, just burst the hole straight up through the middle. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he if he managed to pull it off. Yeah, Montoya's the starter for them as well. He he'll he'll be yeah. on their yeah. on their wing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really fine writing, Josh. But I just want to check. Can I see the word Lawatiti there? Ali Lawatiti in the reserve, yeah. the third reserve for New Zealand. There is that what yes. it says? Uh, Leia Leia Toa. I think it's oh, Leia. It's, Leia. Toa. it's not Lawatiti. Yeah. Okay, I just because no. there was a. Really good New Zealand player about twenty odd years ago that by that name as well a great a great okay. backrunner. I just thought it might have been related a relation there as well. Yeah, but uh, speaking of the Warriors, it came out today. Alex Safarf knocked back a three year deal from them. Uh, the Tigers obviously have told him he's free to go elsewhere if he wants, but he wants to stay in Sydney. Uh, apparently, I should have mentioned that in the news, but yeah, it was the Warriors. Uh, funny enough, who offered him that deal. Uh, I got to mention it before my audio cut out the other night. Big apologies to Stephen and Mobile Corp, our new sponsors for this season. So uh, you should have heard me mention on Monday night. So Stephen, he's a long-time listener. I contacted us in the off-season. Uh, massive Tigers fan. Long, yeah, fan of the show. So we really appreciate him listening to the show and yeah, coming, coming contact us and saying he wants to be a part of the show. Uh, Mobile Corp can assist with anything IT-related. In the early days of the business, they were actually known as MLC Phones. Rob, I asked you this on Monday, but um, yeah, obviously technical issues. I said Mobile Corp need to hook, hook me up with better internet. They, uh, yeah, I'm doing and that. They right have tonight. tonight they? <laughs> they have tonight. Uh, it was Telstra. I'm on Telstra technically, but... Um, no, these guys help with uh, cyber security and that sort of thing. But MLC phones, I've got a picture of a friend of the show, Shane Walker, wearing the MLC jersey. Uh, what memories do you have of the MLC phones Tiger era? That was basically, uh, that was, I was like seven, eight years old. So that's basically when I started becoming uh, a Tigers fanatic, so to speak. My dad had a Balmain Tigers MLC Phones, but she still wears to this day. The jersey's probably worth, you know, people paying big dollars for jerseys. I reckon really? my dad mows the lawn in it, and I reckon it's like it's faded as it's a uh, 90. It's not that white one that Shane's wearing on the image there, it's just the plain V one. So it must be early uh, MLC phones, but my dad wears it just to mow the lawn. Some collector would probably pay 300 bucks for it, and dad just bloody gets grass clippings all over it and stuff. But what are your memories of the MLC phones era? And I'm sorry I'm not asking you as because you were like, what, two years old? <laughs> so probably, 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 negative, probably negative back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just I remember they sponsored the Sydney Tigers, I think we were called back then, and they had that yep. that big building like wrapped around with MLC communications up on the corner of uh, Victoria Road and Darling Street there. 
So it was like a, like a two-story building with their signs all over the place. And they were, they were big supporters of the Tigers. So, yeah, if anyone's looking, you know, if you're going to put your money anywhere, put it with people that uh, support the Tigers. Yep. Um, so they're a family tech, family-run tech help company, Sports of West Tigers. Uh, they were a jersey sponsor back in 2007. Uh, they're passionate. Mobile Corp is passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats for an aff- affordable cyber security solution. Go to mobilecorp.com.au and a big welcome to them joining us for the 2023 season. Right around in the lower grades this weekend, Harold Matthews. So Balmain are playing against Para 11:30 a.m. in Kellyville. Uh, the Magpies, 10 a.m. at uh, Net, Net Strata Jubilee Stadium against the Dragons. So both sides are away this week. Uh, SG Ball, obviously, same locations. Uh, 1 p.m. Balmain are playing the Eels and at 11.30 for Magpies Dragons. Uh, the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, they're playing at New Era Stadium, Sydney. Uh Take a guess, guys. I had to Google this. Do you know where New Era Stadium is? No idea. I can't see who we're playing, so... Playing at St. George, sorry. That, oh, wow. that does, that does not a... give you a clue at all. Wollongong? No, it's in Cabramatta, apparently. <laughs> okay. Apparently, apparently Cabramatta has a stadium, yeah. Uh, Tasha Gale, they're playing at Net Strata Jubilee. So, the Tasha Gale girls are playing with the uh, Magpies Juniors. Before them, so that uh, after them, rather one o'clock in the afternoon, Laurie Daly Cup. So the MacArthur West Tigers are playing the North Coast Bulldogs at eleven twenty a.m. in Walker. It's pronounced Walk Up, isn't it? Walk Up or Warchope? Walk Warhope. Warhope. No, Warhope. Warhope. Yeah, I had, Warhope. I had a teacher, a teacher when I went to uh, journalism college, whose last name was exactly the same, and he was Mister Walker. Same spelling, yeah, don't know. Definitely, definitely uh, Warhope. <laughs> Warhope, yeah. Sorry to the residents of Warhope. Uh, My dad's a truckie. He's been here, there, and everywhere. So I've heard probably almost every town name in Australia at this point. <laughs> He's been everywhere, man. Uh, Andrew John's Cup, 10 a.m. Uh, yeah, also in Warhope. English language is a funny thing. Righto, Rob Stradamus. Would you believe it? It's a trial. You can gamble on this game tomorrow night, which is crazy to think that, like, yeah, I mean, you can gamble on anything. I guess you can gamble on ping pong matches and all sorts of things around the world um, with our bookies. But, uh, Rob, can we, you can even, there's like try scorers and all sorts of things, which is, I just think this is so crazy because uh, obviously we've had, people playing in the past uh, in NRL first grade meaningful games kind of, you know, do the dodgy and try to make a bit of coin. To do it in a trial is crazy. But anyway, in saying that, can you make us some money, Roberto? Well, if I was going to have a guess about tomorrow night, and obviously we don't know how many minutes of forwards are going to play, I'd say Big Steph for a try, and I'd go Junior Tupu. But if the listeners want a winner... For the Super Bowl, I'm going to put them onto the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles will win the Super Bowl. That that's my big prediction. So, if I'm going to lose my reputation, I'd rather lose it on on something I think <laughs> something I think is going to win. Yeah, that well, that pleases me as a Denver Broncos fan. I refuse to support Kansas City Chiefs. So I hope 
Philadelphia Eagles, uh, who former West Tigers player Josh Reynolds is a massive fan of as well. Oh, so go. hopefully, hopefully Josh Reynolds. I remember. I think it was at the West Tigers when they won their last one. I just remember him going off um, on social media. So yeah, good luck to Philly. I hate your basketball team, but um, yeah, I hope your football team wins. As if anyone from Philadelphia is listening. Although we did have a Patreon member from Canada join this week. So, uh, yeah, that takes us to our Patreon questions. So, uh, crazy. And we've got a Patreon member in Japan as well, like uh, fans all over the world. So, we'll get into the Patreon questions. I think the guys have dropped a couple in the Discord. So, open them up. So, patreon.com forward slash Westlife if you want to help support the show. Uh, help us pay for all sorts of subscription fees and stuff we pay to run this show. It's three bucks a month, access to our Discord, take part in the show, uh, exclusive content, and that sort of thing. Uh, right, so there's a bit of an argument from the question, so I've got to scroll up. The guys have kind of ruined the, the chat <laughs> here. Apologies uh, for that. <laughs> Tigers, Tigers, it's all happening in the Discord tonight. It is. Uh, Tiger, uh, someone actually, someone other than Rob put a bit of bit of signing news in there before. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff that you can't say publicly goes goes in the Discord now. Uh, Tiger twenty forty seven. If we miss out on Moses, we will at least have a bit of cap money to spend elsewhere. Where would you direct your attention? Go after another half, even though there are no other elite halves available, or try and sign one someone decent, maybe have a crack at RTS. What do you reckon as your um yeah, you're you're pretty pretty good at this sort of signings and super coach sort of kind of I play. Don't, no, I'm not I'm not good at super coach. I'm awful at that. <laughs> I oh, you, just know, you know what's going on. You you got your head around what's going on and who's oh yeah track. yeah. That's uh I'm giving you a compliment. <laughs> um there's honestly not a whole lot around at the moment from what I'm aware. If we don't if we don't go after Mitch, I still feel like the partnership of um, he or Dewey and Brooksy is still going to be quite serviceable if we do want to wait for something else to come off or someone else to come off contract in a, a year or two down the track once Benji's taken over the team. So if, if we don't get Moses, I probably wouldn't mind us maybe investing that money into a different position, potentially a, um, a, another centre or another winger with a bit more speed. Um, and then hold out for potentially someone, yeah, a couple of years down the track to to maybe take that half spot. Uh, Rob, any ideas? Yeah, look, I, I'd, I'd probably hold out for another halfback down the track if we could. Uh, I wouldn't go for RTS because he's, I mean, as great as he is, he's just on the wrong side of of, of 30. So that, that'd be a no for me. Um, mm-hmm. Other positions, probably centre, like Aaron said. And look, if... If Laurie and Staines don't perform at fullback, there are so many good fullbacks out there. Like, I, I would literally be happy. Put Dane Laurie aside, I would be happy with any of the top 12 fullbacks in the NRL. They are that talented and that elite. Yep. I'm sure we could snag one of them for good money. So uh, that would be the way I'd go. And just to give the Patreon a bit of a plug, guys, I mean, you guys can vouch for this. That uh, Adam Dwayhe Dewey, or don't we? Do we call him Dewey, or don't we call him Dewey? The man, anyway, the man probably uh, knows Dwayhe. Yeah, that that's him. So I, I broke to everyone on the Patreon. I think it was on the 18th of January that he agreed to a one-year extension. But just ask everyone to kind of keep it amongst themselves, and 
And, you know, we, we didn't go publicly about it, although you tried to put a few hints out there, Josh, on the, on the same day without actually saying it. But, yeah, so we, we, do give, we, we, we do give a lot of mail in there that we don't we can't really share publicly but know about. So, yeah, it, it's uh, and it's really good, really good banter amongst everyone. It's all very friendly. Yep. So, yeah, you should, should come on board. Yeah, and then we've got channels for EPL and NBA, so we talk a bit of other sports as well, which is good fun. Uh, as well, Brendo asks, uh, with Brody Croft being offered a contract until 2030 by Salford, well, I did not know that. Would you ever be comfortable with the club offering that length of a contract to a player? So, what is that, seven, seven ish years? More, uh, jo- yeah, Jason Tom Lolo obviously got 10 a mil, uh, a mil a year for 10 years. Uh, a seven year deal, look. I wish they'd had it done with Tedesco. So, uh, yeah, I, I, in certain situations, I think as long as the obviously committing to a player that long, obviously not just performance, but if they have a career-ending injury, can you pay them to be a staff member? Kind of like we've done with Simon Dwyer, like if um, pay that salary to them by not taking it in the cap i i think for certain talent talent i'd throw seven years if yeah like i said you got you got a tedesco at your club i'd lock him up for seven years why not what do you reckon uh rob you go first on this one yeah i I think the only downside with these sort of things is is players can get out of contract so easily now whether it's yeah you know personal reasons mental health whatever the case may be but if it was the most you know like literally the the top five players in the nrl uh, you know, like if it was a Nathan Cleary or, or someone like that or, a you know, a, a young Sonny Bill Williams or, or someone of that ilk, yeah, I, I'd be all for it. But, I mean, does that guarantee they'd want to stay anyway? You know, they can they can just yeah. walk out and do their own thing regardless. But um, it's a big risk with uh, Brodie Croft, gee. But, I mean, that I mean, English Super League isn't, isn't you know, all that it's professed to be anyway. So, um, but, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, he's obviously – Brodie Croft's – Australian, yeah, yeah, he's Australian. He's he's yeah. very much he very much in the Cooper Cronk mold, but wasn't a good tackler. Like he mm. kind of looks like Cooper Cronk, plays like Cooper Cronk, but yeah, just wasn't really good defensively, and that was his downfall. He was at the Storm, wasn't he? He was at the Storm, and then yeah. the Broncos signed him, and I'm not sure where he went after the Broncos if he went straight to England or not. But yeah, he was an absolute failure at, at the Broncos. And if you remember, he was basically the uh, Melbourne Storm halfback for probably two thirds of the season, and then late in the season, um, Craig Bellamy, in his wisdom, decided to pluck a bloke from fullback uh, called uh, Jerome Hughes and give him a go at halfback, and he never looked back. Mm. So that that's it. that that, that kind of worked out well for Melbourne. Greg commented on Facebook: ten mil for DCE didn't really work out. I mean, no, definitely didn't. Yeah, no, I guess. He, he's had his match-winning moments, Josh. Like, he's, I can't he's an origin that. player. I don't know. I think DCE... I think DCE is a bit better. He's like I said earlier. He really yeah. has a great kicking game. But Is he I'm worth really... that much money? Probably not. But I don't know. Well, the halfbacks are hard maybe, to come Maybe by. at first he was, but not anymore. Well, see, they, they, did, yeah. they took the risk. Like they won, he, he won a premiership in his first year, and then they haven't won a premiership since. Like They made a grand final and lost one to, to the Roosters a couple of years later, and then they haven't seen a grand final since. So, I don't know. You put all your eggs in that basket, 
you yeah. know, you're, you're taking a big risk. But look, he's he's had a good career with Manly, but I wouldn't say it was worth that that money. I think it was even eleven million to be honest. I think it was nine years, eleven yeah. million memory. But you you guys could search that or whatever, Google yeah. it. Yeah, and I guess he's thirty. He's one of the oldest players in the league now. He's thirty four. I think he's about my age, isn't he? Thirty four ish. So sure. very different to say a twenty getting someone when they're 22 to 29 or 23 to 30 for that range. To, well, even, even with us, Josh, we've, we've offered Moses five years. Like at, at 27, he'd still only yeah. be 32. Like, you know, you, you've still, you could even still play after 32 when you're a half. Like yeah. ben, Benji retired a couple of years ago. Cooper Cronk played till he was 34, 35. So, yeah. you know, you still can play. Yeah. And I guess it's how you stack that money too. So that's True. not necessarily even amount of money year after year. They kind of manoeuvre it um, and that sort of thing. And, and the other benefit too, Josh, when you get someone like DCE or anyone, Moses, any Nathan Cleary, when you're trying to attract other players that are fringe players, they'll come to you because I think, well, they've got a state of origin halfback there or whatever the case may be. So if you can get those quality guys there, you can attract other, other players on that basis. Righto. Here's the question in the that's – Start not really an argument. Everyone's kind of same answer, but a lot of replies. People cared more about this question than actual footy questions. So Carla asked, "Does chocolate belong in the fridge or the pantry?" So for me, every night my little treat to myself, I have a bit of eighty-five percent dark uh, lint chocolate with a cup of tea. That's my little pre-bed uh, treat to myself. I eat clean all day, and that's my my usually my only treat. Uh, during the week. So I keep that in the fridge. I like it cold. I don't... It's just so hot. Like, I live in an apartment that gets the western sun pretty hard in the afternoons. If I kept it out of the fridge, it would melt. So, yeah, definitely the fridge for me. What about you, Az? Um, I normally keep mine in the pantry, but when it gets... Or or in the cupboard in the case of my previous housemates, but... um, or. Yeah, so I'd normally keep it in my room in the cupboard or something. Um, but if it gets really hot like it has this summer, I'd, I'll put some of it in the fridge to keep it from melting um, into a pile of mush. But generally, I'm a I'm a chocolate in my pantry kind of guy. Mm. When I was younger, I'd love putting uh, a Snickers in the freezer. Back in my that, do- that sounds uh, but really bad for your teeth. Uh, it uh, yeah, <laughs> both sugar and yeah, pretty hard, but. <laughs> yeah, but how do you, Rob? But how do you, uh, how do you keep, how do you store your chocolate? I promise yeah. we'll get back to footy soon, guys. Firstly, I'm a chocoholic, so I would have it from the pantry, from the fridge, wherever. So, absolutely love it. My oldest keeps his own chocolate in the fridge, and like if you take one bar of it, you'll find out real quickly like who took my chocolate. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably a pantry guy, but like I said, I love chocolate. So yeah, me too. I would, if I had to choose between beer and chocolate. Uh, for the rest of my life, I would probably choose chocolate. I am. Yeah, I'm not a big beer drinker, so it's a no choice for me. Yeah, I, I I don't mind a beer. I'm not a big big drinker, but yeah, I see that pop up that argument kind of not really an argument. Yeah. It's just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Conundrum. Uh, hypothetical. That hypothetical pop pops up a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I only just in my mid 30s started drinking coffee that's not mockers i've only just kind of weaned myself to cappuccinos i'm big on chocolate but as i 
get uh, older and my metabolism is not as good. I'm trying to trying to cut back. That's why, yeah, eighty five percent dark chocolate for me. I tried the ninety. I don't know what you guys are like with dark chocolate. I tried the ninety, but it's just too bitter. That eighty five is just the right amount for me. Eighty five is perfect. My wife has that, and I've started having her chocolate now as well. So, yeah, love the dark chocolate. Uh. Greg, that's very helpful information. He said, store it at... He's talking Fahrenheit. Where are you, Greg? Talking Fahrenheit. I have no Greg's, idea what Greg's 65... Might be he's talking Fahrenheit. Well, yeah, 65 to... Oh, he's American. Uh, 65 to 68 sure. degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, whatever that is. I assume... Yeah, I don't... I can't even calculate in my head. I know 100 is about 37. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's about the temperature of the body, but... Uh, so that doesn't really help me. I'll have to Google the translation of that. All right. I'll, I'll, go, I'll Google it now for us. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to keep keep it in the fridge either way. It's uh, in the pantry, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Two to one. We win. As uh, All right. Back to the footy. We're doing our season predictions on the Monday ahead of the first game. So there's obviously no game to review over that weekend. So the Monday, uh, that'll be Feb 27, is going to be our season prediction. So the form to fill in, if you want to take part, uh, as I mentioned at the start of the show, if you go to the profile page of our Instagram or our Twitter, if you follow us on there and also in the description of this, if you're listening to it on audio or on YouTube, there's a link to all our stuff, uh, brings up the link tree, and then the link is in there. Click that opens the Google form. There's all sorts of questions in there. Predict where the Tigers will finish. Uh, what else did I do? Favorite player. Yeah, all sorts of thing. Uh, who will make the grand final? Predict the top eight. All sorts of fun rugby league discussion stuff. So the more people we get entering that, the more fun it is and the more accurate. Well, not accurate. I guess it's predictions. Uh, yeah, we can't really predict it. But more. the more data, the more, yeah, the better answers. And then you can... Tell us as well. Tell us your best random prediction for the year. And we'll read read out the best ones on the show. So I look forward to. I love it. Love a Google form epi- episode, guys. I don't know about you, you guys. Yeah, awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, always good to see like what the fans have to say compared to. Yeah, what we, yeah. We think. Even when they say they hate us in the feedback. That's all right. no, I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, Next show, Warriors Trial Review, a game to review, boys. How freaking good. So 8.30 p.m. Monday night. Please join us again on the YouTubes and Facebook. Uh, yeah, if you're yeah, on whatever platform you're at at the moment, please yeah, like, subscribe, turn notifications on if you're on the YouTube as well. And if you're listening on audio, feel free to join us. Thanks to everyone who's commented tonight. Obviously, you hear us mention the people and bring up the comments on the screen uh, of our awesome uh, viewers as well tonight. So good good show tonight, boys. Some footy to watch tomorrow. I'm absolutely, uh, absolutely pumped to see some West Tigers footy. So officially... Tell you what, guys, we've got a... Um, it's, it's a good first weekend to get back into the footy because you've got 11 games over four days. You've got the nine trials and both All-Stars games. Yeah, I, I'm not overly. I, I don't get overly excited for the All Star game that much myself, but um, we've got a couple of players representing us. This yeah, Tuki, so. 
that'll be good to watch for that. Yeah, Keenan watched Tuki and Dane play. So, um, yeah, I only care about the West Tigers. The rest of the league, uh, Origin, <laughs> I do care about Origin. That's a lie. Uh, Rob, anything else to add before we leave our listeners until Monday evening? Oh, we can we can get into some stuff on Monday night. I can I can save some stuff for Monday. That's fine. Nothing Ooh, important. Okay, that's a good tease. Well done. We made it under an hour. I, I said we'd be quick. Uh, under an hour is good for us. So. Uh, thanks again to everyone joining us tonight, everyone listening, and we'll see you Monday night. As always, boys, go those tigers. Go the tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the West Life Podcast.